to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, audio engineer, producer extraordinaire, former best friend in the whole wide world. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. You know what? Stop there. We get it. You are here. We also have our current best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby, if you will, Doe. Why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Adele. You guys might know me mostly from this show at this point. Chris to Chris is a podcast. You can download it anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your mama's podcasting app. We are everywhere. Podcasts are sold for free. So go ahead and uh, check us out. We're also on our website, upandloaded.com. That's U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D.com. If you want to hear that website again, you can hit the uh, rewind button. Rewind about uh, six, seven seconds. You will get that. And, you know, just keep hitting that button as many times as it takes your slow ass uh, to uh, type that in. I don't mean to insult you right in the beginning of the episode. I really uh, love you very much for listening. So... I want to hype you up for this. You guys might know me from this show. Like I said, I'm also on the uh, the YouTubes. We will get more into that later. We got a great show for y'all this week. Uh, We are going to be talking about Apple versus Epic. The uh, Ben Affleck, he is going to be returning to Batman, maybe. Who knows? We'll talk about it. We're going to talk about uh, Nintendo's Indie World show, uh, listener questions, lots more. It's going to be a fun, fun show. At least I'm pretty sure of it. So, uh, you know... Why don't we just get into that show? You guys uh, see the Democratic National Convention this week? The DNC, as they like to call it? Yeah, I didn't see it either. Nobody saw it, apparently. Uh, Ratings were down like 25% from 2016. And I don't know how good ratings typically are for that sort of thing. But I imagine, you know, it's not bad. But losing a quarter... A quarter of your audience is, uh, that's no joke. I did actually catch about an hour, hour-ish of the uh, DNC on Monday, the first day. But I gotta say, it, it was kind of trash. It was kind of trash. Uh, they, they called it a convention, you know, DNC, the C is for a convention. They called it a convention, but it was not a convention, it was really like a bunch of spliced together videos of people talking from their houses about how awesome Joe Biden is and how awesome Kamala Harris is. But largely, at least on Monday from that hour I saw, they didn't really talk about policies that they were going to implement. But that's probably because Biden already said, yo, nothing is really going to fundamentally change under a Biden presidency. Don't worry, rich folks. Shit is going to be just fine for you. Actually, apparently, they didn't really talk about policy much all week. I heard that they they said, you know, the standard Democrat shtick, like, hey, screw guns and whatnot. But largely, you know, it's just... I, like I said, I think in the last episode I said, you know, we have like 80 some odd days. Now it's 70 something odd days until the presidential election in November. I got a lot of time to talk about this and I will keep talking about it more. I I don't want to act like I have no stance on this sort of thing. So I'm going to slowly, uh, slowly uh, just get into this more and more and more. But spoiler alert, everyone is trash. 
okay? Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna sugarcoat it, okay? Well, we got trash running against trash, so, you know, uh, some of that trash might be better than the other trash, but let's not pretend like we are dealing with some awesome people. We're not. Just a, just a little spoiler alert. I can't, I can't say the word alert today. Anyway, let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. In 1998 AD, the year of our Lord, I decided to go to sixth grade. Uh, fifth grade really got stale. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a summer off to, to think about what I want to do with my life. And I decided that, you know, I should give sixth grade a shot. So uh, that was the year that another school nearby shut down. And we started in September back in those days. So a bunch of kids uh, from that shut down school migrated over to our school. And, you know, I, I, from fifth grade in, in, in that area, when you move from fifth grade to sixth grade, meant you were going from elementary to middle school. And... What, depending what country you are in, uh, that term might mean something different to you. But it's middle school to junior high or, uh, or, or I'm sorry, uh, elementary to junior high or elementary or, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what your country calls elementary. I don't know what your country calls uh, middle school or junior high. But you get the idea. It's the thing after fifth grade. It's the thing after you're 10 years old, when you're 11 years old. That's what I'm trying to say. I was feeling pretty good in uh, 1998. I was no longer 10. I was no longer in elementary school. I was a big shot sixth grader. Now, in retrospect, you know, uh, sixth graders are, are generally mm, dipshits, right? But I did not know that until much, much later in my life. Point is, I was feeling good. I was feeling good. I'm a sixth grader now. You know, it's uneasy because you go from having just like largely one teacher. You might uh, have a PE teacher and a music teacher uh, a few times a week with the music teacher. PE teachers just, you know, once, once a day for like, I don't know how long, 45 minutes, whatever. But, you know, now you're going from class to class to class. You have a locker. It's a whole new thing. So you feel a little uneasy. But uh, largely, it's cool, right? You're trying to make a, make a name for yourself. But like I said, we had this new school that just kind of infiltrated our school. So there was a lot of uh, names, a lot of uh, faces that already had their own presence within their own school, and they were just kind of trying to insert it as insurgents into uh, my school. Anyway, point being is, as a uh, sixth grader, and much like an elementary kid, we had breaks. We had like a, 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 what did they call it? Snack time? Break time? I don't know what they called it. It was like a 15-minute break. And lunch was like a 30-minute break. And I don't remember if there was another break after that. But looking back at it, school is really like six and a half hours long. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a jaded adult now that doesn't remember how good I really had it back then. Point is, <laughs> point is, during our first break, that little snack break, as a sixth grader, they just kind of had us standing out in the field. Back as a fifth grader and a fourth grader and a third grader and so on, you could play 
in the actual play area. You could go down slides and swings and soccer fields, basketball, tetherball, handball. As a sixth grader, you just kind of stood out there in the grass. I, I don't know what they expected. They say, hey, yo, let your hormones sort it out. Anyway, one of those kids from that uh, shutdown school, that failed school, uh, he had gotten he he gotten in the habit of talking to me during uh, this break. You know that's cool. I'm I'm down to be friends with pretty much anybody. But he also had this habit of uh, just helping himself to my snacks. You know, I I would have like goldfish crackers, uh, pretzels, whatever, and he just kind of jam his hand into my Ziploc bag. You know, I'm a sixth grader. And you're just kind of trying to find yourself at 11 years old. And I found myself angry, upset. You know, I tell him not to do that, whatever. Like, you know, this is going to come back to bite you, bro. But he kept doing it. No, no consequences, whatever. So one day I decide, F this. I, I make my own snack. So I grab some goldfish. And I start, I, I don't remember what I use, but I, I pluck, uh, goldfish, by the way, not literal goldfish. I, I need to uh, explain this for future generations in case the uh, goldfish crackers company goes under. But I was not eating literal goldfish for lunch or, or a snack. That would be insanity. Uh, no, I was eating goldfish crackers, uh, these cheese baked cheese crackers with some salt on it. And decent tasting, right? So what I would do is I I, I, uh, I took these goldfish crackers. I think I used a, a, a paper clip. And I just kind of jammed a hole in the goldfish crackers. And I started filling them with like spices, like pepper and whatever. I, I don't know if it was anything spicier than that. It's just whatever I had available to me. I started filling them with, a pep with uh, pepper. But uh, that wasn't the worst of it. I also, I was like, okay, well, I filled it with pepper, but that's going to be too obvious. It's going to be too obvious that uh, this is a sabotage snack. So I sealed it. Uh, you know, you don't want pepper just filling all over your, uh, your trap. So I sealed it, and with my 11-year-old brain, I decided, well, I don't have any cheese. I'm not going to uh, come up with anything here. So what can you use to seal a cracker? Chapstick. You can use chapstick to seal a cracker. So I pulled out my used-ass chapstick, or whoever used chapstick was living in my house. I, I stuck my finger on it, slabbed it over the, uh, the pepper-filled goldfish, called it a day. I just did that uh, with dozens and dozens of goldfish. And, you know, this guy who was stealing, uh, stealing my snacks, he'd just, like, jam a bunch in his mouth before he gave the bag back. And so what I did was like, you know what, I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna lose my entire snack here. So I I took a bag full of sabotaged goldfish filled with the the pepper and chapstick, and I put that on top of my actual snack. So there was a bag within a bag. And he sure as shit, just as planned, he sure as shit grabbed the wrong bag for him. And, you know, he was munching, munching, munching on my pepper chapstick. 
And he's just like, hmm, this is uh, what's going on here. And I, I just remember uh, laughing my ass off to his face. And eventually, me and Guy, me and me and Guy, me and this guy actually became pretty good friends. So, moral of the story here, tip of the week here, is stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. People respect it. People respect it. That dude never stole a snack from me again. And I felt pretty good about myself. So stand up for yourself. Do what you can. Do what you can. And laugh your ass off along the way. It's not always going to work perfectly. But I just want i just want to say that for anybody that needs to hear that message. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So the long-standing rumor has been that Nintendo is going to be showing off some Nintendo Directs. Which are, if you're unaware... It's these uh, Nintendo videos that they debut online, mostly on YouTube, where uh, they just kind of reveal live uh, new games and talk more about old games, blah, 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 blah. And there's different categories of a Nintendo Direct. They have uh, mini Nintendo Directs where they just focus on one game or a few games. Or or, uh, last time they did one, it was just a a third-party Nintendo Direct. They didn't talk about first-party Nintendo games at all. This time, they did uh, one of their Indie World Nintendo Directs. They used to call them Nindies. Now they call them Indie World, which is fine, whatever. So uh, we'll get more into that later, but let's talk, let's focus in on the uh, Indie World Nintendo Direct of August 2020. They showed off uh, several games. Uh, We won't go into all of them, at least not too much. Uh, One of them, one of the more high profile games was a game called Hades. Looks like a, it's like a, What's the term? Roguelite, which is like short for randomly generated these days. Uh, kind of dungeon crawler, but the cool thing was that it had cross saves with the PC version. So if you were playing the PC game, uh, you could automatically, uh, you can just switch over to the Switch version. And your progress from the PC game would be on the Switch version. And vice versa. I think that's dope. I think that's awesome. They had a, another game called Hypnospace. I wrote that down. I don't remember what it was. Didn't much, didn't much think of it. I'm talking like Yoda today. They had a, a game called Spirit Fairer. I thought they, I thought the animation was uh, pretty dope, but the content was it wasn't leaning heavy into it, but it was bordering on furry territory. And uh, we we do find uh, furry territory very suspect on this show. Uh, they had a game called Garden Story. I think that was an RPG. You know, I'm a big fan of RPGs. Uh, Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero. Supposedly, those games run like trash on the PS4 and PC, but they're also good. So uh, people are wondering if this will run any good on the on the uh, Nintendo Switch. We will see. It's like a, a game where you're diving underwater in an alien planet. So I like the premise, but we'll see. Uh, Takishi and Hiroshi couldn't tell you much about it except the trailer had a uh, like a claymation look to it. I'm like, oh, that 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 looks cool. And then you saw the actual game; it didn't look like that at all. Oh, here's here's a standout game: Raji, an ancient epic. I saw this game highlighted, I think, through a Jeff Keighley or IGN video a few months back, and uh, I didn't know, and it wasn't announced at the time, but. It is a Switch exclusive on consoles. I think it's coming to PC and Switch. 
but uh, I think it launched on the day they did the direct, which was Tuesday. So uh, yeah, that looks dope. People were comparing it to God of War, which is kind of generous, but I think it looks pretty good. Uh, Bear and Breakfast, a short hike, which a short hike, a short hike looks like a, a PS One game intentionally. So very pixelated, very uh, aliased. Card Shark. This one was a cool one. Uh, Card Shark is a game about cheating at cards, and it actually teaches you how to really cheat at cards, according to the the uh, shifty Frenchman in the trailer. They showed off uh, Torchlight Three, which I guess is a big deal for uh, people who are into indie games. Um, I'm into indie games, but I'm not like I'm not like I'm not a hipster douchebag about it. If you if you catch my drift. They shot off a puzzle game, first-person puzzle game called Manifold Garden. Apparently, that's already out on PC. I, I thought it looked pretty dope. Uh, Evergate. Uh, oh, Evergate. This was this was a game that looked like a, excuse me, uh, artistically, like the art style, blatantly looked like a ripoff of Ori and the Blind Forest. Gameplay-wise, it was more puzzle-focused. But oh man, I got I got major hiccups. I must have caught them from my infant son. Whew. But yeah, the, the Evergate, that, that, that looked like a, an Ori and the Blind Forest ripoff to me. And then I was reading some uh, message board posts, and apparently a lot of people agreed with me. Like, the music, the the art style, very much looked like a ripoff. And, like, they weren't even trying to hide it, but looked like a, a, a good ripoff, I guess. The big news was that Untitled Goose Game was going to have a co-op update coming. I, I think it, it's already out, but it allows you to play with two gooses and the plural if you don't know the plural of goose is actually geese so that's your fact of the day uh, the rumor the big rumor is that the major actual legit nintendo direct and normally during e3 time which is june two months ago during june nintendo historically over the last few years will put out a regular nintendo direct and by regular nintendo direct i mean a better nintendo direct where they show off everything they'll have indies but they'll also have bunch of first party games bunch of bigger third party games and so the rumor is that next week a lot of or or, or a regular nintendo direct is going to happen and even if it doesn't happen at the very least People are expecting, people in the know are expecting to see the Mario 35th anniversary collection announced. So, Marty, Marty, Mario's 35th anniversary is this year, 2020, apparently. And the big rumor, I think I've talked about it on this show, but the big rumor is that we're going to get a 3D collection, which is very unheard of for Nintendo. The last time, we really saw a Mario collection was technically with the Wii, but it was a re-release. It was really with the Super Nintendo. They did the uh, Super Mario All-Stars, which had uh, remakes of Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3. And then uh, eventually they did a, a re-release of that, which also included Super Mario World. So it was four games. Dope. But rare. Now... This seems to be that time where the blood moon rises and uh, something special happens. Multiple sources have heard that 
we are going to get a Mario 3D collection that includes Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy with better graphics and the whatnot. These days, people hear that from Nintendo and they think, no way. That's not completely surprising to hear from pretty much any other company. You got that Crash Trilogy that came out, Spyro Trilogy. You got Tony Hawk 1 and 2 coming out soon. But Nintendo, Nintendo know that they can make money off yo ass. And they could just release these things individually. So it's very rare that Nintendo does a compilation like this, let alone a compilation that includes remakes. And not like they're necessarily actually remaking these games from the ground up, but maybe improving the textures and revolution, uh, revolutions, the resolutions, and the whatnots. So we'll see. Uh, we, we have more to kind of talk about this later, but um, we're, we're probably going to do, if it's announced officially, because Nintendo likes to announce their directs maybe a day maybe two days before they actually happen and as of this recording they haven't announced it so if they announced uh some kind of direct even if they don't but we'll say if nintendo announced some kind of direct uh ahead of time well we might live stream it with our reactions and if there's any other kind of video game streams because there's supposed to be a lot of video game news happening next week we might live stream our uh, live reactions on our Laser Lemming YouTube channel. That's Laser Lemming. If you don't know how to spell that, uh, Google is your friend. Anyway, that's been your video game corner. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys see that the uh, feds finally got around to arresting the killers of Mr. Jam Master J. It's uh, it's pretty embarrassing. It took this long, but. You know, I guess they did it faster than the uh, the Tupac and Biggie cases. But hell, you know, it's been 18 years. 18 years! If, if Jam Master J's killers had a baby on the day they murdered him, that baby is now old enough to vote and join the army and, and serve on a jury. And possibly, you know, well, I guess there'd be a conflict of interest. I'd say, you know, possibly serve on a jury where where uh, he'd have to uh, fight against his own father. You know, so he, he wouldn't be able to smoke in a Disney movie, though. I guess that's, that's what's really important. Anyway, I, I'm glad they finally got around to it. Uh, let's move on to the news. <laughs> Benjamin Geza Affleck Bolt. Mike, did you know that Ben Affleck's name, is his legal name is Benjamin Geza Affleck Bolt? I just randomly decided to look that up today. Like, what is Ben Affleck's legal name? It's Benjamin Geza Affleck Bolt. He's going to uh, play Batman one more time in the Flash movie called The Flash, at least as of now. It's called The Flash. Supposedly, uh, they're going to be doing the Flashpoint story in this movie, which would give them an excuse to like recast anyone they want, including Ben Affleck. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, Benjamin Geza Affleck Bolt. They should really go with that, at least in one movie. He should say it, starring Benjamin Geza Affleck Bolt. Anyway, I, I, I don't know 
the actual Flashpoint story in detail. I have a vague idea. I'm pretty sure it's all about other dimensions crossing over. I don't know if there's a, a time a time element to this, like time travel. But I think the plan was originally to have Ben Affleck's Batman cross over into another dimension and then replace him with, uh, with uh, what's his name, Team Jacob. Jacob, right? Jacob. It's Jacob versus uh, Werewolf. Yeah. Replace him with Team Jacob. But now it sounds like the uh, the, the Twilight Batman movies are, are really just not going to be connected with the DC Extended Universe at all. That's what I'm hearing. But I do think that that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I'm cool with that. Uh, I'd like Batman best when he is interacting with Gotham villains. You know, Joker, Two-Face, Clayface, lots of faces. Uh, that uh, mannequin guy. What's it? The ventriloquist. Riddler. I like him interacting with Gotham villains. Uh, it keeps him more grounded. And they're, they're more raw, right? When, he, when he's standing next to Superman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and all these people that can fly and shoot things out of their fists, I think it takes away from the Batman ethos. Like, one of the cool things about Batman is that, like, the man in Batman actually means something. The, the man in Superman, it's like, okay, he's not really, he's not of man, he's not of humankind. So, you know, that's my, uh, that's my, uh, comic book soapbox bitching of the year i feel like i get one of those every year you know because i don't really deserve it i don't read enough comics to really earn that kind of bitching on a a longer scale but i feel i feel like i can get at least one segment per year and this is it i i when it comes to batman like okay i watched the hell out of batman the animated series b-t-a-s as us uh, batass, batass holes, <laughs> like to call it, um, and you know, uh, Batman Beyond, those two, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan, they are focused on Gotham, but, uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, nah, I never got into it, I never had the interest, I never had the interest, oh, it's Batman standing next to Superman, and Green Lantern, and Thor, and, uh, blah, 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 I don't care. I don't care. Like, I get the coolness of, aspect of it. Like, okay, like, Batman is now having to figure out Lex Luthor. But I much rather prefer Batman dealing with a psychopath like the Joker. So, uh, that that's my stance on Batman. I prefer him in his own universe. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to uh, the actual story we're talking about. Uh it sounds like they they're no longer going with this uh, this uh, this direction. <laughs> what am I trying to say? In, instead of instead of uh, switching Ben Affleck, you know, like what? Well, here's what I was trying to say. Initially, they were thinking, according to my brain, they were thinking of using this Flash movie to say, "Hey, Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. It's now Robert Pattinson." But now uh, it looks like they're going to be saying Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. Here he is, but he's going to disappear. It is now Michael Keaton. So instead of moving from a middle-aged Batman to a younger Batman, we are moving from a middle-aged Batman to a boomer Batman, an older-age Batman. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. 
And that's assuming Michael Keaton actually joins the DCEU as their Nick Fury, but why not? Why not? I think it'd be pretty damn cool. That's your news for this week. Anyway, uh, before we move on to listener questions, I guess I should share some exciting news with you guys first. Uh, we are not going to be doing shows anymore. I mean, uh, we're not going to be doing uh, a new episode of this show next week. We will be back on September 4th, though. But next week, no Chris to Chris. You guys might remember uh, a few months back I said that I was writing a book. Well, that is actually still happening. But I would like it to, I would like it to happen a little bit faster than it is. So I'm going to be spending the time that I normally spend preparing for this podcast working on that book, typing. Spoiler alert, I write this book through typing. But we will still be all over social media, so don't forget to follow us and have your mom follow us. And again, we will probably be doing at least one live stream, maybe more than one, because actually, there I think there's going to be two, uh, two video games, two prominent video games revealed next week. Besides uh, Call of Duty Cold War, did you guys know that there was going to be a new Call of Duty, by the way? There's going to be a new Call of Duty this year. Activision still does not act like... Oh, they, they still don't officially say... They, they should just throw a year at the end of a Call of Duty game like Madden and FIFA, but they don't. But uh, there will be a new Call of Duty game this year called uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. What a name. Anyway, we're not going to live stream the reactions to that. You already know there's a Call of Duty game coming. We might, depending on how things play out, uh, apparently Gamescom is next week. Even though we're not going to do a podcast, we might do multiple streams, multiple live stream video game, blah, blah, blahs. Because I don't have to do any editing for that. I could just do that live off the cuff and it will be uploaded to the ether, the zeitgeist, if you will. So uh, if Nintendo announces ahead of time, we will be there. If... Uh, if, uh, what am I trying to say? Gamescom, Jeff Keighley, words, dictionary, thesaurus. I'm trying to say, if there's stuff happening, I will try to be there. Supposedly, uh, there there is going to be a reveal of Rocksteady's new game. They did the Batman Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight video games, which were great. They have a new video game coming out based on Suicide Squad, and uh, there's going to be a new WB Montreal game. They developed Batman Arkham Origins, which is also a very good game. They have a new Batman game coming out uh, based off of the Court of Owls, apparently. So we might do a reaction to that as well. We'll see. But you have to follow us on the social medias to find out officially. So go ahead and do that. Uh, we are at Uploaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram Cracker. Go ahead and follow us. And get your mom to follow us when she walks away to go to the bathroom. Anyway, hey, Del. What time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Del. I have to urinate so badly. We are going to see if I get through this show without uh, walking away from this microphone. Our first question comes from Devin. Devin says, what is your take on Apple's shenanigans with Epic Games? Thank you for this question, Devin. I was actually initially going to talk about this during our video game corner, but your question gives me the opportunity to bring the conversation back to video games during our listener questions. So let's do it. So for those that aren't aware, Apple has removed Fortnite from the App Store after Epic Games made a change that cut Apple out completely from the game's profits as an option. 
at least. Uh, last week, Epic introduced a, a new way to pay for their their uh, <laughs> bullshit virtual currency called V-Bucks in the Fortnite store on uh, iOS and Android. And V-Bucks are what you use to buy like uh, skins and special weapons and whatnot. So, for example, if you wanted to to buy 1,000 V-Bucks, you could either pay $10 through the Apple App Store or as a permanent discount, you could pay $8 by sending that money straight to Epic with no middleman involved. Uh, I have a screenshot actually here that shows what, it, what, it, what you see on the phone. It says, how do you want to pay? Through the Apple App Store? For $9.99 or Epic Direct Payment for $7.99. I'm assuming that opens up a browser and that's how you pay. So Apple caught wind of it and they said, fuck that. Fuck that. You are banned, Epic. No more Fortnite. They pulled it from the App Store. And immediately, almost immediately, Epic releases this Fortnite video. It's a recreation of Apple's own 1984 commercial uh, and it's pretty much telling you to rebel against apple they say hashtag free fortnite it's almost it's almost like they knew this was going to happen so google removed fortnite from the android store as well the android play store uh, once they found out as well so now epic is suing apple and google and they want a bunch of kids to scream hashtag free Fortnite at them until Epic gets their way. And uh, just for reference, that 1984 video from Epic that I mentioned ends with these words. It says, Epic Games has defied the App Store monopoly. In retaliation, Apple is blocking Fortnite from a billion devices. Join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984. So I don't think that the target audience of Fortnite knows shit about 1984 or the old Apple commercial. Also, losing access to Fortnite on your iPhone isn't exactly the same as living in a fucking surveillance state epic. To be fair, I, I do get it. I get it to a certain extent. Apple takes like a 30% cut of all purchases made through the App Store, which is a lot to give away, especially if you're a small developer. Epic is far from a small developer. They're maybe the biggest third party out there. But uh, yeah, no, like 30%. If you made the game, you worked your ass off on it. Uh, no, 30% is a huge cut. And it's not like Apple is alone in that. I think Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, they all take about the same same cut. And it's especially the case with digital purchases. So if you buy something on their online store, they're getting a third of it, a third of your work. It is a lot. So I do get it from that perspective. Oh, and uh, speaking of uh, small developers, Apple is really going for blood here. This is where the story really gets juicy. They are trying to... Uh, to pretty much draw a line in the sand within the next two weeks. They said uh, that Apple will kill Epic's access to iOS and Mac developer tools if they don't, if Epic doesn't like uh, completely flip their, uh, flip their strategy ASAP. 
And that's kind of a big deal because Epic owns the Unreal Engine. That's their thing. They created the Unreal Engine, which is used to make a shitload of video games these days, not just on high-end systems, which it was generally noted or, or, or touted for, but now on the iPhone, on Android. Like, that was the big deal back in the day. What was it? Uh, blades of blah, blah, blah. 3D Blades something, something, something. Blades. Edge. Blades of Edge. I don't know what it was called. But the big deal, I remember years ago, the big deal was that there was this beautiful Unreal Engine game on the iPhone. So now, Apple is threatening to pretty much kill. Like, it's... it's Apple might end up biting off their face to spite their nose. I'm pretty sure that's the expression, right, Mike? So uh, stay tuned for more billionaire battles on the next episode of Chris to Chris. Okay, heads up. You may have heard some big talk from an earlier Chris that said, hey, I've got a big bladder that I need to empty, but I'm going to try not to empty it. Spoiler alert. I couldn't. I, I failed that test. So if I sound like a different man, it's because I am. It's because I am. I've lost about 1,000 ounces of liquid from my bladder. And I'm honestly feeling much better about it. But if I sound like I'm no longer the same person, it's because I'm not. I, I have definitely changed. So let's uh, move on to the next question. Ken asks, what is your favorite movie? Please answer without saying the name of the movie, but only describing it, but change the main characters' names to dog breeds. Ken, this is an amazing question. So uh, let's get into it. First of all, I, I always choke on these kind of, uh, what's your favorite questions? Because I can, I can never definitely, defiantly call something my quote-unquote favorite. Everything is always one of my favorites. That said, I think we can do this. Uh, there's this uh, there's this Doberman pincher. He almost went to the pound after Bloodhound killed his parents. Uh, Doberman had started to make a name for himself as a vigilante dog in the city. And, you know, he had uh, copycats popping up all over uh copy dogs copy dogs he had copy dogs popping up all over the city everyone wanted to be like doberman that's the point but this new guy shows up in the city his name is hyena and he's causing all kinds of trouble you know he's rounded up all the bad bitches in the city uh just to help him cause chaos so hyena manages to kidnap uh, Doby's girlfriend. Her name is Cocker Spaniel. She's a Cocker Spaniel. And his best friend, uh, Sharpay. So uh, hyena tells Doberman that both his uh, girlfriend and best friend are about to blow up, but they're in separate locations. But he switches it. He says, hey, uh, you're, you're Cocker Spaniel's over here and Sharpay's over here. He switches it. They're in opposite spots. So uh, long story short, uh, Cocker Spaniel blows up and Sharpay lives, but about half of his face gets mutilated, turning him into a villain, effectively. You know, there's this whole subplot about uh, a boat full of tourist dogs and another boat full of prison dogs. It's very dramatic, but we're not going to get too deep into it. Point is, 
uh, Doberman eventually catches Hyena, and he hangs him upside down by his hind legs. And Hyena says something along the lines of, I think we're going to be doing this for a long time. And then, you know, he overdosed on uh, sleeping meds, which was a huge bummer because the franchise just wasn't the same without him after that. Thank you for the question, Ken. Sean asks, have you considered tweeting crazy conspiracy theories at Trump in hopes that he retweets it and you become famous? If so, what conspiracy would you start? Thank you for the question, Sean. I, I feel like I would have to get somebody at Fox News or One America News to say it while Trump is watching in order for it to even be on his radar. Because I just think he's too busy, uh, you know, tweeting about law and order and uh, saving the post office to care about my conspiracy theory suggestions until, you know, it's on his radar. If he sees it, he might tweet it. But I do think this is a, a pretty good idea, though. So I might give it a shot. If we want 8 billion listeners to the show, we have to include the uh, QAnon people as well. That said, uh, Trump, Donald, Mr. Uh, President, 45, Donald Trump, Donald uh, J. Trump, I do think it would be interesting for you to know as a McDonald's fan that McDonald's uses human meat, human meat, at least that's what my coworker told me. He uh, showed me a website with uh, Ronald McDonald making a maniacal face, and it's a bunch of small, almost illegible text in large block paragraphs. So you know it's legit. You know it's legit. McDonald's uses human meat, and I know McDonald's is one of your uh, favorites, so you might want to get on that, sir. You might want to... Uh, to uh, fix that habit because as of now it sounds like you are a cannibal thanks for the question sean ken asks have you ever asked yourself a question and not been happy with your answer ken yes i have i once said to myself you have the whole day off you're not going to record this episode super late right right chris but it turns out the answer is wrong wrong Chris I am going to record this episode super late and I am going to regret it and I am going to be up all night long thank you for the reminder Ken Devin asks if you had to go back to college would you study to become a beta tester what a wonderful poignant question Devin so back when I was in college I went to uh I don't know if I've mentioned this. I went to college in uh, San Bernardino. And uh, there's a city of Glendale. I think it was Glendale, not Glendora. I want to say Glendale. About two hours east of it, at least. Two, two and a half hours, depending on traffic. And traffic is usually fucking awful. So... I, I got an interview with uh, Nickelodeon. I forgot what it was called. Nickelodeon Games, Nickelodeon Game Studios. I'm not sure what it was called. I'm not even sure if it still exists. But it was in Glendale, I think. And the interview was going very well. They wanted to know if I had any experience uh, with video games or testing. Because uh, apparently Nickelodeon bought the rights to Neopets. I didn't know that. This was around, I want to say 10, 11 years ago. 
So I don't know if they still own Neopets, but apparently they did, and they might still have it as of this time. So that was news to me. Found out Nickelodeon owned Neopets, and they had this big online game for Neopets that they were trying to get off the ground, which required a lot of testing. And so during the interview, I just mentioned, yo, yeah, I've tested games. I've totally beta tested games on the uh, PlayStation 3. And that was no big deal. Like, if you if you play video games today, like, okay, this is, like I said, 10, 11 years later, that doesn't sound like shit. Like, okay, there was an Avengers video game beta that just came out. Doesn't mean anything, right? Anybody can play it. Anybody can play it. But 10, 11 years ago, the people at the top didn't know that, apparently. Because they were like, whoa, you they, she said to me, you should have said that at the beginning. I was thinking, like, I I figured you would understand this basic concept. This is free labor for the developers and publishers. They just get the players to test the game for them. And they could see what's screwed up. Fix it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I totally would have had that job. They they pretty much offered it to me. I, I just couldn't do it. Be, and by, by job, I mean internship. It was an internship, an unpaid internship, credit-only kind of thing. Like I said, I would have had to drive two, two and a half, three hours to get there, like two, three times a week to get my mandatory amount of hours. And that wasn't really feasible because I also had a job on campus. So I couldn't work my job, go to school, and do this unpaid internship. So life's a bitch. I think that's our tip of the week. Did I, I know we already did a tip of the week, but life is a fucking bitch. I could have, I could have, like, that was the big thing they said to me. Like, yo, a lot of people do these unpaid internships, but they end up getting a job at Nickelodeon. I could have worked at Nickelodeon and by extension, the corporation Viacom. So Viacom, if you're listening to this show, we have a potential 8 billion listeners right now. Maybe you want to hire me. Maybe you want to hire me. Thank you for the question, Devin. I'm mad now. Ken asks, what is the worst question Devin has ever asked you? I'm going to have to get back to you on that, Ken. I know I said I'm mad now, but I'm not mad at Devin. I'm just mad. I'm mad at the world. I'm mad at the way things work out. You know what? Like I said, I I got a book coming out. It's going to fix everything. It's going to fix everything. Don't worry about it. Devin has yet to ask me the worst question he's ever asked me. Okay, Ken? Thank you for the question, though. Ken also asks, what is the one question you wish you could ask a stranger? Well, I I would say that the one question I wish I could ask a stranger would be is, hey, could you do me a favor and like our Facebook page from your mom's phone when she isn't looking? You know, she goes to the bathroom, goes to the kitchen, whatever. She leaves it unlocked like a dummy. You just hit that Facebook app icon. Type in up and loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Hit that like button. Go back home. She's none the wiser. And we are that much closer to 8 billion listeners. We want to get that 8 billion. It's important. It's an important arbitrary number. Don't look up the word arbitrary. Thank you for the question, Ken. Ken also asks, how many questions have you answered in your life? Well, as of today, I can say that I have answered at least eight questions. And I'm thinking that I have answered at least twice as many questions than that over the course of a lifetime. So, Ken, I'm going to say uh, 16 plus, which incidentally is also the name of R. Kelly's next prison single. 
Thank you for the question, Ken, Sean, Devin, your mama. Everybody that has asked a question, you guys are wonderful. Please keep asking the questions. Uh, you guys really keep the show going and life worthwhile. Like I said, no new episode next week, but that doesn't mean no new nap and no new episode the week after that. And like I said, also, we might be doing a live stream or two uh, next week on our YouTube. So follow us there. Could be worth it. Could be worth it. Follow us on the YouTube. Laser Lemming, Chris to Chris, uh, Chris to Chris, Chris versus the world. I'm rambling. We are on YouTube, but the important part is to follow us on Facebook and Twitter so you can see when we are live. Uh, let's wrap the show up with some poll results. Uh, last week, we just kind of randomly decided to ask a, a question on our Twitter. We said, what is the best rainbow song? All of you said uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. The Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog got uh, no love. Although, I did notice that uh, Kermit did a cover. He did a, a, a re-recording of the Rainbow Connection a few months back. I'm assuming for COVID in a forest. Uh, my son and I really enjoyed it. This week's uh, question, I, I don't know what it is. Check us out. Follow us at Uploaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Guys, this has been episode 94. Five of Chris to Chris. We're going to do this again in two weeks. In the meantime, we'll be on the YouTubes. We'll be writing a book. Uh, do me a favor and enjoy your weekend. Or else. Oh, 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 oh,